Hey everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. This episode we'll be discussing Crybaby and both versions of Hairspray. And uh, I'm your host Michael, and my sister Mindy is on the other side. <laughs> Why'd you laugh like that? Because I can hear the books rumbling around. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll try to be very gentle. Oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. It's a nice ambiance in the background. Yes. Um, my, of me multitasking. Yes, multitasking. We're putting this in while you do some stuff in the background. So, hey, everybody. Uh, John Waters is uh, a director that I missed the first half of his career. And I didn't pay attention until Crybaby. And uh, this is the first time I've seen the original Hairspray. And I got to say, I understand his aesthetic. But I'm not completely down for pre-studio John Waters. Um, my feeling is I get what he's trying to do. I respect it, but it's not... Maybe I'm just not the right audience. Maybe. I don't hate it. I just don't... I don't, wouldn't want to, like, watch it, like, repeatedly. Okay, so what other John Waters movies have you seen? Um... What's the what's the one with Stephen Dorff? Uh, Cecil B. Demented. Did he do that one? Yeah, he did that. So his his uh, track record post Hairspray when he decided to go more studio is uh, Crybaby, Serial Mom, uh, yeah, I've seen that. Pe- Pecker, and then Cecil B. Yep. Demented, and then okay. A Dirty Shame was his last movie like fifteen years ago. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one, but I saw everything from Crybaby to Pecker. Okay. Um, And he has kind of a do-it-yourself, down and dirty. His movies aren't exactly the most polished on purpose. And this is a weird transition for him because he spends a few years doing more polished studio films with his sensibilities, like his his sense of humor and and campiness. And... um, Hairspray for me, I got the point, um, and I, I enjoyed what it was, but the problem is is I've seen the remake, and the remake is ten times what the original film is. I know that sounds like blasphemy to some people, but it found a way to bring his ideas, but with a much more polished look and an insanely good cast. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a lot of similarities but I feel like there's something about the musical that that grabs its intention in maybe a slightly more positive or upbeat way. Like, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but, like, I don't really love um, some of the main characters in the original. Like, I'm sorry, Tracy Turnblad is kind of a brat in the original <laughs> she's kind of, she's kind of like i don't know she's i get what she's what's happening but do you know what i mean she's kind of like a, a brat i don't even know what how well, to explain your it, but, typical teenager, but in basically. the in the musical version she's still like strong and um confident and you know bold but with like a, a sweetness to her it's a, it's a bit it's her it's a little bit more likable of a mix and you know you don't have to make your main character likable or but it it you know helps yeah it's um 
It's funny is that I don't know Ricky Lake so much as an actress, even though that's where she started off from. I Crybaby, Mrs. Winterborn, and what else did she do? Like those three movies, I don't know anything else she did. Mm, I don't really know either. I mean, mostly we know her as like, you know, Ricky Lake talk show. Lady. Right. Yeah. Like a, a just one of those personalities that shows up on talk shows or variety shows or something like that. And of course, she had her own show for a few years. Um, actually, it was probably more than a few years. I feel like it was on for a long-ass time, but it could be wrong. I feel like it was on for a pretty long time. She was in Serial Mom also. Was she? Okay, I didn't remember um, that. I, I haven't seen it for a long time. She has 47 credits wow. to her name. okay. But uh, I don't know. I mean, just like episodes here and there, she kind of shows up. Yeah. But... Um, I do I do think it was a real nice, like, nod to her that she was, like, kind of an extra in the Hairspray musical, and she was also, in, kind of had a little, you know, showed up in the live version that uh-huh. was, um, came out in 2016. I don't know if you've seen that version I or haven't. Not, it, didn't, it didn't interest me. I don't like... It's not I do, as good... Yeah, I don't like the live versions. They bother me. Um, a couple of them I've seen are so-so, but the, yeah, rarely are they good. But I, I did appreciate that um, the one thing I thought that was cute was that Martin Short was the was the father turned Vlad in the live TV version. Oh, okay. Liked. But, I mean, I'm not saying he was better than Christopher Walken because that'd be pretty hard to do, but. The, um. And he replaces Jerry Stiller, who also makes a cameo in the remake. Yes. Now, I I, the one thing I do enjoy more out of the original than the remake is um, Divine. I believe yes. Divine. I don't feel like there's anything campy there. Uh, Divine was who Divine was. I mean, there's no real explanation. You don't think there's a campiness there? N- not like the way that John Travolta's doing it. I think John Travolta's no, performance is fucking embarrassing. Um, I don't know if I would go as far to say embarrassing, but I have issues. It's so big. It's so big, and I feel like he was almost poking fun at Divine's performance, which, um, I don't know. And that and the mutant makeup. The makeup is not convincing. It it doesn't, it, it just, there's something bizarre about it. I think that was, but to me, for the, for the musical movie version, that was the one weak thing. I have, don't really have qualms about much else yeah because I, I i think i just liked the casting so much that um i mean i don't think i, I don't not to like diss or anything michelle Pfeiffer's not the greatest singer even though she's now done a couple musicals but you know i mean she still sells the part oh yes I, she was one of the best parts of the movie i thought her singing was fine but i thought her performance as a villainous mom was better than Deborah Harry's yeah. version in the original. Yes, yes, I agree. I feel like they beefed um, up although, a lot of the characters, too, because they gave Christopher Walken more to do than Jerry Stiller had to do. They, they definitely gave yeah. John Travolta more to do, um, but they also gave... I think they... Um, well, damn, I was think they wanted it to, you know, to be more balanced, to have yeah. all the characters be more balanced. And that's sort of like one of the things they do. And I mean, I don't think you'll see tons of musical theater out there that doesn't have decent character development. That's one of the things I think that I, it's not just about like good songs. I think a lot of them have really excellent character development. And I think that's something they really did improve upon. 
in the musical version. Yeah, it's it's a shame that Amanda Bynes. This is towards the end for her. Right. I think she only had a couple more movies. I know. And it's just what happened exactly? Did she, I mean, they said she's bipolar, but did I mean did she have a mental snap or something? Because we never saw. I think any so, of that. and I. I think that she she actually like checked herself in to to some rehab okay. or some kind of mental mental health facility. I didn't actually see like it's stuff until afterwards, but I think she got arrested a couple times and Yikes. had some issues with with like car related accidents Whoa. and things like that. I'm not sure. She seems to she seems to be doing better now, but she's not I don't think she'll ever act again. And maybe the acting was part of the problem. It could have been. It's a shame. It is a shame because, you know, I was I, I was a big fan of hers for a long time and I think that she really does have a lot of talent. But if this it's better for her to like stay away from it, then that's good. Yeah. But yes, I she's one of the few child actors that I enjoyed. They didn't she never really played it I down know. like a lot of child actors and, and I think she um, carried sometimes I would say mediocre films and made them a lot better. Like she's the man should not be that good. <laughs> Even no, Sydney White. I, is I shouldn't. I shouldn't want to. I shouldn't want to watch that movie as often as I do watch it. But <laughs> she make. You're right. She makes like a, a mediocre film just super likable. Um, you're right. Because uh, I admit to seeing like every single one of her movies. And, and they beefed up uh, the role for Queen Latifah. I mean, infinitely more. Because yeah. the, the character in the original it only has, like, two small parts, whatever. But that was a yeah. really pivotal thing is that... And, and I showed you that music video by... Um, oh, damn it. I just had it in my head. The Regrets, The I Regrets. Think it was. The and Regrets. It's, it's kind of an yeah. homage. It has to be an homage to this movie where it, it plays into a lot of the stuff that's in the movie. Um, but the it, it, it certainly looks like it. Like the whole Negro Day thing. Uh, or or yeah, they yeah. can only come in on certain days. And that's a big pivotal point. Yeah. And it's in the original, but it really is pushed to the forefront in the remake. Yeah. You know, I do think that it was a, you know, he obviously, um, you know, all of the movies that John Waters makes, as, as far as I know, take place in Baltimore where he grew up. And that's where he, you know, he met, I forget what, Divine's real name is, but when they were in high school and they became friends um, and wanted to, like, you know, make stories about their town and and things like that, and um, I think that's really cool, but obviously, you know, there's negatives and positives, and he wanted to, like, show both of those things. Right. And he's a real DIY guy, and I respect anybody who can bring themselves, you know, and his little group of friends to make a movie. And if it, it doesn't, I don't know if it means like, okay, so, you know, his first few movies are very controversial and they're outrageous, and that's how they yeah. became famous. But I don't necessarily think that was his point. I think he was about testing limits, not just pure, you know, well, oh, this is just for grossness sakes. He, he was seeing what he could get I mean, I with. feel like that's just sort of who he is as a person, is that he's always just like, you know, kind of like toeing the line. Right. All the time. And it's a shame that he hasn't been able to get a movie made for a long time. I thought he retired and he didn't have anything else he wanted to do, but he cannot get another company to greenlight a picture for him. So that's why he's been doing a lot of hosting of the Independent Spirit Awards. Mm. You know, he had his own live show for a while called This Filthy World. He has a very funny um, 
on the road kind of thing where he where he uh, he wrote a book and it's split in half. Yes. One is his imagined version of what the most insane road trip could possibly be, and then the other half is the reality of what it was. I haven't read it, I admit. You know, and he has been doing like you know, the holiday shows where he'll tour around and do variety kind of shows, although I haven't been to one. Like, he has come to our town a couple times now, and I had, like, intended to go, but I haven't. But, he, you know, he's just, he's finding ways to still entertain and, like, have fun, even if he's not making movies. I hope that that changes, but, um, I mean, you know, only his stuff isn't going to appeal to like the mass market and you know hairspray was really a a bigger hit for him and um you know that's why they decided crybaby was is was that the movie right after hairspray yes so they gave him like you know because of the success of Hairspray, they gave him an exceptionally, like, much larger budget for Crybaby, which I think that you can obviously see. Yeah, it's it, that one is more of a love letter to the melodramas that launched with, um, like, Rebel Without a Cause. For the next 20 years, mm-hmm. you had these, like, over-the-top melodramas with teens. Tortured. My parents don't love me. We're going to have car races. I mean, slick I mean, he's, he, he's basically, like... Excuse me, um, the, like, James Dean who sings, right? Yeah, basically. He's yeah. a, he's a roughie with mean, a heart of I, gold. Like, I really appreciate his, um, his commitment to the whole thing, and I think you had told me that you read that, like, he read the script and wanted, and, and kind of agreed to do it because it was, like, odd and funny, and he thought it would keep him from being typecasted. Yeah, well, that and... Did you... They met each other because they both had the same velvet painting of something. I can't remember what it was. Really? But uh, that's how oh, they that's started funny. talking to each other, and then he read the script, and he's like, I gotta shake this 21 Jump Street thing because it's gonna yeah. be my, you know, you know, it's gonna forever, like, imprint me as a TV guy, a teen idol, Mm-hmm. And he never wanted that in the first place. Because, I mean, if you look at what he did before but, 20 Jump Street, he did Platoon, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. and Private Resort. And those are wildly mixed. Each role is completely different. And I think yeah. repetition is what was killing him. Well, here's the funny thing, and I don't, uh, that I, uh, about that, is that uh, I don't know if this is true, but it's something I read on IMDb, because you know how I like to read movie facts so much, that supposedly how John Waters came to offer the role to um, Johnny Depp was that he bought like like every single teeny bopper magazine that he could find at the store and every single one of them had Johnny Depp on the cover so he like was like well clearly if I want like a teen idol kind of vibe then that's the right person this is the person to ask so in some ways he asked him for the exact reasons that he was trying to avoid Okay, you know what I read Isn't that too. That I forgot. So I've read two different stories though. I mean, maybe somehow it just it is all the same story. It's just we're hearing different pieces because you're correct. I read right. that too, and this is a credit. We were I was I don't know if you remember now, but we watched Twenty One Jump Street every single week. 
Yeah, I remember watching it a lot, yeah. And then he left. Absolutely. And then I was out. I remember the <laughs> I remember that the one guy got shot in the butt and he had to work he had to sit on like a, a butt donut. I don't know why that <laughs> stuck out in my mind, but I think that, you know, to an eight year old that's really memorable. Yeah. They tried to replace him with Booker, <laughs> I think. Richard Rico. While he went off and shot Crybaby. And um, and then came back and then Greco's like, I'm getting my own show. And Johnny Depp's like, I'm quitting. And they're like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, well, it worked, all worked out just fine for Johnny Depp, didn't it? Yes, not so much Richard Greco. And there might be a reason but why. But I do think that this, this could have been, you know, his first steps into, you know, um, this guy will do the weird and wacky or whatever because he's really, you know, he doesn't like to. I mean, he hasn't really done straight up heartthrobby things. He does odd things. He does character pieces. He does. Right, because even Don yeah. Juan DeMarco, which is like his one big romantic movie, he um, he's mentally ill in that, right? Am I remember that correctly? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's how he comes to it because he's like a mental he's like a patient he's in the mental hospital or something and he's the patient of marlon brando's character if i remember correctly yeah it's um so he you know he takes normal roles every once in a blue moon but there's always something interesting about it like nick of time where he plays the straight man against christopher walken but it's such a weird film because it's shot in real time, and that must have been Man, a huge that movie's challenge. so good. It is, and I can't believe it tanked so hard. He's had so many movies that tanked that were good. Ed Wood is now considered one of the greatest movies of all time, but at the, when it I came know. out, it made like $8 million. I just think that sometimes things that are really odd or different take time for people to really be able to see what what they were trying to accomplish, you know? Yeah. Um, well, do you think that Pirates of the Caribbean is the worst thing that happened to him? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I, don't, maybe I don't mean the that level general, of success. Yeah, that's what the problem is. It made so much money. Like, if it made, like, I think it cost 120 If it made 150 and people were like, well, it was really good, you know, it was kind of like it didn't make its money back, but it's still really good and it had a life on video, that would have been better than what happens with, oh, this made almost a billion dollars, now we got this sequel, and every role now has to be truly insane. Like, all of them has to be eccentric. I mean, I think that, that for you know, there are level there are expectations that come with success and you know sometimes they're not you know they're not what you want to you don't know that it's going to be a negative thing when you succeed but i I suppose for some people it can be because of the expectations that come with it i don't know what what disgusts me though is his career is ruined because of amber heard lying and now the amber heard's in deep shit hopefully his career will go back on track that's what I was going to say, too, is that, you know, in addition to, like, the expectations of them professionally, they just have people watching their every move, and you can see, you can see how easy it can be to lie about somebody, and it was really believable. Yeah. Like, it's a shame at how believable it is, and I'm really kind of mad at her. I mean... Not kind of. Like, why would you do that? Why would you be so petty to try to ruin someone's life? But that's a whole different story. Yeah, what sucks, though, is the movie they made together, the one that they fell in love together, was a huge flop, but I absolutely adored it. I went to the theater and saw The Rum Dyer, and I think it's one of his best. Hmm. And I'm going to have a well, hard time watching it He probably now. never wants to think about it again. Yeah. So thank God it wasn't successful, because people probably have some questions about it. 
That's a shame. But Crybaby really is that door. You're right. It's the door to more eccentric stuff because after this he does Edward Scissorhands and, you know, Betty and June and stuff like that where it's more in Gilbert Grape. <gasps> what a good movie. Yeah, it's... And uh, and I really enjoy Crybaby. I think you were like, it's okay. There's some things I don't care for, but I get what they're trying to do. I enjoyed it more when I watched it again this time. It had been a long time. And, like, you know, I have noticed in myself personally that it does often take, like, more than one viewing to really get it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't really care for the first time around. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I get it now. This is super enjoyable. Like, I hated the Zoolander the first time I saw it. And I just, like, I just thought it was the dumbest freaking thing I've ever seen but now it's just like it's totally different some things take time but um, I still think it's sort of weird like why did they have someone else do his singing voice that's what bothered me he obviously sings he's been in a movie or two where he sings but he also like had a band and stuff I mean I think that he started out wanting to be a rock star not an actor yeah, it's, he that's, had a band. That's you know? the one thing that really dug in for me because I love the fact that it's so confident in what it's spoofing and it's so over the top. And God bless Hatchet Face for being one of the craziest performers I've oh ever my seen in my God. life. I know, <laughs> um, I know, I love it so much. And everybody in it is uh, locked in on. You know, there's nobody in that movie where they're like, "Well, I might pull back on this." No, everybody is just full on board with their silliness. That's the thing that's like so interesting about I that I think about his movies, um, and by that I mean not Johnny Depp movies, but um, John, John Waters movies, is that he really tends to um, cast really interestingly. He, he doesn't, with the exception of this, I would say he doesn't seem to like intentionally look for people who are like you know, up-and-coming pretty boys and, like, big names. And a lot of times he he casts people who aren't known for acting or people maybe he just really enjoys or admires. Um, because, I mean, I'm frankly, you know, Patricia Hurst is not an actress. No matter how many things you put her in, she is not an actress. She was not natural. It all feels awkward. Yes. But but, it, but oh, there's it something that he enjoys about working with her, yeah. you know. Well, I think and I really I really liked her in this in Crybaby, like the the parents of Tracy Lord's character. It was just also like hilarious and how like understanding and um, you know uh, but square they were and everything. It was just I, I really enjoyed that. Well, and I love the fact that John Waters gave her legitimacy. Yes, she appeared in a cheap Roger Corman bullshit movie before this, Not of This Earth. And that's, it's okay, but, uh, for, for, you know, she was, and there's been some controversy about it. She was a porn star, but apparently, you know, the most of it was when she was underage and she was being taken advantage of. Some people say she was taking advantage of the system. I, I don't know. I'm not going to fall on that line, but... How many porn stars are actually able to break through to the mainstream? Yeah, she's only appeared in a few like studio films, but she still acts today in independent movies. And uh, John Waters is the one that said, "I'm I'm confident she can pull through this," and she's pretty good. I yeah, I actually think that she's really good and one of the better actors in this movie. And um, I actually also like um, Ricky Lake much more in this movie than in Hairspray. Which she is the star of. I'm not really sure why. I think maybe just, 
I don't necessarily think she she is a star, can carry a whole movie herself, but she is, you know, a good supporting character. And the whole thing about her kids and those, like, those babies and just like, wait, how old was she when she had that kid? I'm so confused. Um, just the whole, and then the, the grandparents and just, it's all just so wacky and, but, but they really commit to their characters. Uh-huh. You really got to respect that. Like the guys like, wa- like taking a bath in a like bucket. <laughs> I don't, my God, these people are nuts, but it's just so much fun. The um the and scene the square, where they go to the, the squares ad- are so squares. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. The square, but the scene where they go to the adoption place and they have all the I know, that's what I'm saying. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> she goes, You don't want those two, they're Siamese twins. <laughs> the freaks. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like where he comes up with these like little scenes are just, just so weird. It's the only part that made me pause for a moment is yes, they're they're kind of backwoods rockabilly people and the confederate flag came up and i was like well uh, okay i mean well halt mm, i eh. <laughs> you know, like that i spent that whole time in my brain going well i don't think they mean any help well maybe they, i don't know well it's the 50s well i you know well, that kind of thing at the same time you know it's a movie that's that that is clearly i mean isn't it supposed to take place in like the 60s or something yeah yeah it's 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 set in the '60s and it was made in the late '80s, so you have to give some leeway for things because I mean the things that that are okay that that are deemed um, offensive now weren't 30 years ago. Like I understand that we have to be mindful of that kind of stuff, but you shouldn't just disregard like To Kill a Mockingbird because it you know some of the stuff is uber inappropriate well you know what that was like written in a certain time and took place in a time before that that's what was real then yeah it's hard because i watch some 80s movies now and i'm like wow the rampant homophobia is insane yeah no i'm not saying that like everything should just be accepted at face value but i think that like there's things to think about right and not to just completely disregard something as like utter trash. Like it was a different time, and it was set in an even different time. Right, and, and, and I do in the think rebellion... it, in some ways it is it is poking fun too. And right, was... I feel like for a couple decades there, it was meant to be about rebellion, but now it's flung back over to oh, hey, we're racist again. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. it's complicated, like everything else, right? Yeah, but I, I love the songs. I just wish that they had got you know, I mean. If Amy Locaine can't sing, then you hire somebody else. I don't get that. And Johnny Depp clearly could sing, so that's the one thing. Unless that yeah. was... Oh, hold on a second. It's probably just a tribute to, like, the old musicals and the, how they use... I mean, in a lot of older musicals, they didn't do their own singing either. Yeah, yeah, I that's what I was, was just... just doing it in the style. Right, so maybe that was his intention, because I know there's some movies back then that would purposely cast musicians as the leads and they usually weren't very good seriously mel torme as a young ruffian don't 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 um uh so maybe that was what he was aiming for is well this whole thing is kind of a false spoof you know the whole world that doesn't really exist so maybe that was the tone he was aiming for by having music that was purposely though i have to say some movies they choose a singer that it doesn't work at all like you can clearly see that it's like oh that voice doesn't match their talking voice at all they did an okay oh, job, I think, with Johnny Depp's voice. 
But why does she sound like a little baby? I don't get that at all. Like, I think they did a really bad job. It's not that the singing is bad. It's just like, like, I mean, you sound like maybe like a, a little doll would be singing. And maybe that's the, what they were trying to do. I don't know. Well, it, it was a fad. I, I, watched, um, I watched a bunch of movies from the 60s yesterday. And I was watching uh, Will Success Spoil Rock Hunter. With Tony Randall and Jane, oh, sure. okay. Jane Mansfield is doing a parody of Marilyn Manson. Sorry, not Marilyn Manson. Monroe. Oh my god, that Marilyn weird. Monroe. Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> and who used to do these baby sounds all the time, and that was just True. kind of a fad back then. Is that women were supposed to be diminutive and giving? Do you baby think that t- she was trying to like um, personify like Betty Boop or something? Yeah. In when she was doing yeah. stuff like that, and it's, I think it's gross. So maybe that's what Amy Locaine's character was supposed to be aiming for. Is that that era yeah, was baby talk? Um, I just did. I, I just said baby talk, like I'm from New York. Can I? Can I? Can I just talk about the weirdest thing in the entire movie? Go ahead. The weirdest thing in the entire movie is the very, very end. I don't understand. I mean, I realize that it's just supposed to be over the top, like everything else, but how she flies through the air and lands right next to him, and then they, like, close up, and boom. Yeah, all tears. Everybody has tears. But, like, she would die if that happened, really. Yeah, I guess it's just because it's completely out of reality. Um, It's just so ridiculous. that's, That's the rule of musicals, though, for the most part. Now... I have to ask you this. Do you like dramatic musicals? Because I can't stand them. Um, I, I don't know. I, in some ways, I, I like all musicals, but I like some more than others. Can you give me an example? Well, Are I just watched about, Chicago, like, Chicago for the first. Yes, I watched that and I was bored out of my fucking mind. Uh, Nine seems like the kind of musical I would never watch. Um, oh, uh, don't watch that. It's super boring. I'm trying to think of Sorry. some other ones. I feel like, well, Rent. Okay, Rent works. It. Rent is the only dramatic one I think I can tolerate. I like Chicago, but um, I am also more inclined to enjoy the musical theater than you are overall. So, Which is ironic um, since I have a degree in theater. <laughs> yeah, well... I was voted most likely be an actress in my graduating class. Yeah, well, I won Amy G. Lewis Award I... for Best All-Around Performance. <laughs> we're, we're, Dang we're... it, you win. <laughs> we're, we, our competition of mediocrity is like a really, really we're, 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 we're mediocre. We're medium-sized fish in a very, very tall, uh, a very small pond. I, I won't even try to out for local theater in, in the town I live in now because they're, everyone's too good. Well, I, I get bored. Here's the thing that bothered me about theaters. Everybody is, I know, this is obvious, and, and just shut up. Everybody's so overdramatic. Oh, my God. I've never been a more, just, and I was, at that age, I was pretty big. You know, me, 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 pay attention to me. I have to be the, the spotlight. And then being around all those people, I was like, oh, this is what it's like. These people are douchebags. Am I this kind of a douchebag? I was going to say, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you're kind of like a dramatic person. Yes. And if you think that they are way too dramatic for you, that's saying something. Yep, totally. Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, I just wasn't talented enough, and I was also too short. So uh, I couldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't care for the... Um, and I was too the, bald, uh, and I couldn't sing. Yeah, you can, I can but only s- opera. 
Well, no, I can sing, but I have such terrible lungs that I can't hold it for oh. very long, and I get lightheaded. So, oh. um, I just don't, I just don't have a lot of confidence, and I don't really want to deal with that level of rejection. So, no yeah, thanks. I can see that. So, um, uh, <laughs> that's the end of this episode. It also really hurts in the theater world to be like five one. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's I know this because I had friends who went up to Chicago and tried out for rent, and literally one of them came back to me and said, I'm too short and I'm too fat. <laughs> Aww, I was like, that, that sounds sucks. like my story, too. The, uh, I don't know what we'll do for the next episode. I think it's it's summertime, so I feel like we've got to come up with something that's like camping. Um, is it finally time? Camping or, or campy? No. Ooh. Hold on a second. I think you just triggered something. Can there. I... Can I make it? Well, I had asked if we could do the great outdoors, although I don't know if that's appropriate. Um, but I love the great outdoors. But also, you know what else I really like? That Camp Cucamonga. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, we could do Camp Cucamonga. Yeah. There's Poison but Ivy. I was thinking Poison about Ivy. summer school. Yes. Have you done summer school? I well, like we, we, we did it for fun. video night, but there's no end of me discussing summer school. I could discuss summer school every episode, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that we have several things. I don't, I, I don't know about how I feel about Poison Ivy, but I haven't seen that in a grip. So I do really enjoy camp movies, though. I yeah. will say that. Oh, Ernest it, Goes to Camp, we, Camp Nowhere, Heavyweights, uh, yes. Meatballs, all the I think meatballs. I'm on, I think several of those are on like um, Disney Plus. Too. Cool. All right, so okay, that is well, it for we'll, us, huh? Mm? Mm? I was just gonna say, if you have other camp movies that you like that are in the eight that are filmed in the eighties or nineties, give us some suggestions. But we might have to do a couple of camp episodes. There, there's gonna be one loophole I'm going to pull in at some point. It might be in the next um, generation. It's can you already figure out what it's gonna be? Yes, I assume. Go ahead. But go ahead. I, I, see. For, I forgot what it was called. Oh, Wet Hot American Summer. Okay, good. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. It just slipped my mind for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let's not yes, pretend there that... weren't a whole lot of movies in the 80s that were teen-oriented where everybody was well into their 20s. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, that's pretty much how it still is now. You know, um, I like to watch the show Riverdale. I know this is a bit of a, a diversion, but I like to watch the show for its absolute level of absurdity. Uh -huh. It is the most ridiculously absurd stuff I've ever seen, and it is just so funny. Okay, but also, I mean, some of those kids are like almost thirty. Wow. Why are they trying to Why are they trying to mess with real teenagers and make them think that they need to have a like a twenty eight year old guy's abs? I mean, yeah. come on. Does Space anyway. Camp Does Space Camp count as a camp movie? I think it should. It's not your typical mm, camp. I don't movie. know. Uh, I haven't seen that probably since like I don't know when it came out on video so yeah. i don't know about that one but okay. sure let's just consider it all right yeah 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 camp okay. all right so that'll be our next one and uh that's it for me anything you want to say before we go uh no not at all please all right everybody facebook under uh oh my god i forgot the fuck we're on uh, under hit rewind podcast that's where you'll find all the episodes of uh we got the beat <laughs> i'm in a moment here people let's get to the end uh, so that's it. Uh, have a good night or day, whatever it is. Who knows what time you're listening to this.